In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It'll be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. If you've heard this show for any length of time, you already know that Brian Tracy is one of my favorite personal development authors. I've quoted him several times on my show, and I wanted to share something that should make us stop and think a little bit. It's simply this. There is nothing that can stop you from getting to the top of your field except yourself. It's a pretty simple idea, yet so profound. People let all kinds of things stop them from becoming excellent or world-class. Maybe we say yes to things that we should say no to. Perhaps we don't have our priorities lined up the way that a true champion would. Or worse, maybe we don't think we're worthy of doing whatever we really want to do, so we give up before we start. But the truth is, if the dream has been put on your heart, the resources to do it are also available to you somewhere. Don't let anything get in your way, because once again, as Brian Tracy says, there is nothing that can stop you from getting to the top of your field except yourself. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. Excuse me, 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Max Naist. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Max grew up in Orange County, California. He's the second of seven kids in his family. And when he graduated from high school, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy, where he spent three and a half years before discharging with an honorable discharge. His troubles began shortly after he got a divorce. He began to drink and use drugs heavily, which lasted for about nine years. And on that journey, homelessness and even jail were a big part of his story. In 2002, that all changed when sitting in jail for a probation violation and being told by his mother that he was no longer welcome in her home. He decided then and there it was time to change, not only for his sake, but for the sake of his three young children at the time. He turned his life around and now serves as a drug and alcohol rehab counselor and has done so for the last five years. Max's story has definitely taken a lot of turns. Many people in his position would have given up, but Max didn't do that. His story of massive struggle and then victory will serve as an inspiration to all of us listening today. We will talk about this and so much more on the show. With all this in mind, here's my guest, Max Naist. Max, are you there? I'm here, Brian. Fantastic. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. It's really great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. Oh, you're welcome. I normally ask my guests to talk about their journey, about how they 
started and what led them to where they currently are. But in your case, your backstory is going to be really a large part of this whole program. So why don't we just start at the beginning? You had a pretty normal childhood, didn't you, Max? Yeah, I, I believe I did. I mean, my mom raised pretty much seven children on her own. Uh, her, my, uh, my father were divorced when I was in kindergarten. So, But other than that, I mean, there was a lot of love, nothing out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Was surrounded mm-hmm. by a lot of family. Okay, that's great. And you graduated from high school, uh, and you enlisted in the Navy. So let me ask you this. What made you choose the Navy instead of the others? You know, the... <laughs> The whole thing about uh, back then, the uh, commercials about, you know, the Navy, it's an adventure, not just Mm -hmm. a job. So my whole idea was to get out of California and see the world, but that didn't happen, (laughs) actually. Uh, I went to school in San Francisco for my job and then came back to Long Beach, which is uh, just north of Orange County. Okay. Okay. And uh, what made you decide to enroll in the military as opposed to doing something else with you? Uh, You know, at at the time in high school, I had really no direction. And I just felt that if I would have stayed home, I probably would have done a whole lot of nothing. So I thought I'd just take the opportunity to take a chance and uh, go do something different and, and, you know, learn something and serve my country in in the meantime. That's fantastic. What was your job in the Navy? I was what they called a hull technician, which is a, a ship's pipe fitter, plumber, mm-hmm. welder, all the above. But mainly I did the damage control. I was on the ship's uh, main fire control team. Okay. Okay. And you said you were stationed where? Long Beach, California. Long Beach. Okay, there you go. So that was real close to home. <laughs> yeah, I told my mom not to pack up my room after okay, poop camp. <laughs> There you go. So uh, you got married while you were in the Navy, is that right? Yes, just near the end of of my time in the service after I hurt my ankle. You know, I had met my, who was now my ex-wife at the time, and we dated for about a year while I was still in and uh, got married right before I got out, before our first child was born. Okay, okay. And you started a family, and uh, after how many years? You were married for how long? I was married for eight years. Eight years, and okay. Eight years. I have a boy, actually two boys. So let me um, and two girls. I have four children. Okay, okay. So toward the end of that time, things must have started falling apart because you ended up getting a divorce. What ended up happening there? Yeah, that that story. You know, the drinking started to take off, and I, I don't know if it was just a combination of us being really young when we got married and. Uh, you know, things that I was doing, you know, that were not so good, you know, not. But um, it's just, I think, it, to be honest, it was just the fact that we were young, very mm-hmm. young. Like, I was married, we had our first child, I was 20, and she was 18. Okay. And uh, it, it, things just started to turn ugly. Okay, okay. So... Did you get counseling during that time, or did you pretty much reach a mutual decision that it wasn't going to work anymore? Yeah, we tried. You know, well, I should say she tried. At that point, I just, I wasn't into it, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like I was being attacked. You know, that was me. And, uh, but and then it just fell apart, and it was just a mutual decision. To- okay. Okay. And then you coped with all of this by doing more drinking and abusing drugs then? At that time, yes. You know, I had... No way. I didn't know there was help out there. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, I turned to the bottle. 
Okay, okay. Was there a history of this in your family, or was this just an individual choice that you made because you didn't know what else to do? Uh, you know, this was a choice that I made because uh, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, for me, and, and being separated from my children, the pain got just so great, I didn't know how to handle it at the okay. time, and I felt that drinking was the best solution. Okay, okay. Uh, did you have people in your life that you thought you could trust, that you could talk to about this? Yeah, you know, to be honest, I, there probably was, but I didn't search them out like I should have, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't go back and see. I mean, there's probably things I could have done different, mm-hmm. but I felt alone. I don't know, you know, I mean, I can use this as an example. I mean, I would be at a party or with a bunch of friends and still feel like I was all alone. Okay. Like there was nobody there. Okay. Yeah. I, I can certainly understand that. I mean, there is there is such a thing as feeling all alone in a room full of crowded people. Yep. Absolutely. So this became a pretty expensive habit, I would imagine. It did. Okay. Did money become an issue in your marriage? Was that part of what contributed to the whole thing? You know, at the time, no. That came into play more afterwards, mm-hmm. after we got divorced. Okay. Okay. So how did you end up coping with that? Because, I mean, I know there are a lot of couples out there where they would probably say, you know, money is probably the biggest issue in in a relationship. How did you and your wife handle that? um, Even though that we didn't have a lot of money, you know, I mean, I did have a good job at the time that I was married. I was working for corporate America and Mm -hmm. working a couple side jobs. I was a volunteer fireman at the time. Um, we just found ways to do stuff with each other and the kids, you know, like we, what, what we do is one night at night, Saturday nights, we would call family night where we would Mm -hmm. just rent a video and all of us would lay on the living room floor watching movies together. So we, we kept it pretty simple. Okay. That's, that's certainly not a problem. And, uh, it's a good thing that you did keep it pretty simple. I mean, did this spiral you into debt or were you able to, um, cope financially with the habit that you had, I guess, is probably the best way to ask. No, it did spiral me into a financial nightmare. I mean, you know, when you're drinking and and doing drugs, that's the only thing that matters, and it doesn't matter how how you're going to get it. Okay. You find a way to do it. Okay, okay. We've got less than two minutes to our first break. Uh, we will talk in the next segment about you know why people do turn to drugs and alcohol, and we'll talk about what it was like for you and and how difficult it was, and some of the consequences that you faced as a result of that. Is there anything else that you want to say uh, to us about the beginning of this story and and how that's affected you and how that uh, has impacted you today? Well, I can just say that looking back now, the beginning of that story, you know, yes, I wish I could have did things different. But in the end, it has made me who I am today, and I'm hoping now that I can use that part of my story to help others. Okay, that's that's fantastic. And I'll tell you what, uh, it's it's so interesting to talk to someone who's been in in your situation. I mean, thankfully, I didn't didn't uh, have that go on in my life, and and I had a pretty normal childhood, you know, as well. And and that just wasn't. Uh, part of what I was exposed to when I grew up in a really small town, but there wasn't a lot of that. I mean, sure, there was the drinking at the time. I didn't see a whole lot of drug use going on, you know, at my school or anything like that. But uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, 
when you grow up in a small town like I did, you're, you're really sheltered, and, and you learn a lot about the world once you move away from your little small town. You grew up in a pretty big city. Did you see this all around you as you were going? Oh, yeah. I was like that back in high school. I mean, anything you wanted, you could get. It, it didn't matter. If you had the money and, or the friends, it was there. Okay. All right. Well, we are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Max Nace, and we are going to talk about his uh, drug and alcohol addiction. We're going to talk about his victory over that. We're going to talk about his current career as a uh, uh, counselor, drug and rehab counselor. And we will be coming back very shortly after, after this break, and we will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. At Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We've started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Max Naist. And we are talking about his journey. Uh, more specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, drug and alcohol abuse and how that affects him, how it affects other people, and his subsequent victory over that. He is 10 years sober, and I'm very proud of you, Max, for doing that. So 
first of all, Max, let's talk about, in your experience, reasons why you think people turn to drugs and alcohol. We talked a little bit about what happened for you. Why do you think people make that decision in their lives? Well, my experience has been, it could be a number of reasons, not, you know, dealing with pain, not knowing how to cope with certain pain that goes on in their lives, uh, unresolved issues, you know, it could be past traumas, it could be a number of things, but usually what I have found is, um, like for myself, is I just did not want to feel the pain that I was going through. Mm. Okay. And that would have been uh, your bad relationship and, and other things going on around you at the time? Yeah. Going through my divorce, you know, not being there with my children, you know, not being able to come home and have dinner with my children, you know, because I believed in, you know, I still do that, you know, marriage is forever. And at the time, it really hit me hard that, you know what, I'm not going, I'm not going home to my kids every night or waking up with them on the weekends and, and just, you know, little things like mowing the lawn with my son when we, he was little. Mm. Yeah, that those those memories you just you just can't replace them when you don't get to have them at all. You feel like you you miss something. Is that right? Right. It, okay. I I can put it this way: it's like a big hole opens in the center of your body, and nothing you do can fill it. Mm. Not drugs, nothing. It just and, and that's what you search for is filling that hole. But the more you put bad things into it, the bigger that hole actually gets. Yeah, absolutely. So, how did this affect you? Uh, and your functioning and your decision making on a daily basis. What did this do to you? Well, um, obviously, like I said, I worked with, uh, you know, I worked at Xerox at the time. I lost that job. And then it just became very difficult for me to function without the drink or doing some type of drug. It, it just takes you over, not just mentally, but physically. And, and that's all that you live for when mm-hmm. you're in that thrones of that disease it's just it takes over every part of your being mm-hmm. yeah and and so basically what i hear you saying is your next thought is where can i get my next hit or where can i get my next drink or where am i going to find it next and that's really what you think about versus anything else exactly exactly and that's why they call it an obsession of the mind that's all that you think of Okay, before I get off this high, where am I going to get my next high? And then it just turns into a vicious cycle of chasing that next drug or that next drink. Okay. So I know that addictions can be very difficult to cope with and break out of. What were your reasons for continuing as long as you did? Do you have any idea? Well, for me, what happened was after the divorce, my ex-wife had taken the kids to Nebraska, which really, at the time, threw me for a loop, like, you talk about your world just crushing in on you. It was like at that point when she called me from Nebraska and said, we're out of state, I didn't know what to do. And at the time, you know, I didn't, I was too chicken to do it, but I wanted to die. It was like, okay, I I just, I can't deal with this. So it just, it even made me worse. Mm -hmm. Okay. So obviously this had a very negative impact on the family as well. I mean, not just your, your wife and kids, but other family as well? Oh, my mother, my brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles. I mean, it got to the point where aunts and uncles would not invite me over. You know, they would have family parties. They wouldn't tell me. You know, my mom would have to lock her car away at my uncle, so I wouldn't take it. Mm. I mean, it just it got really bad. 
Okay. So what ultimately happened? What snapped for you that made you decide this cannot continue? Well, yeah, after years of drinking and using, you know, a total of nine years where it was really bad, you know, and, and not seeing my kids. And even when they came back to California, I, I got to the point where I was so bad that I avoided my children. And part of my story is not seeing my children for those nine years because I was so heavily addicted and to drinking and drugging that, you know, I was either on the streets, you know, or I was landing in jail for minor offenses. And then it just started getting worse and worse. And, you know, and then at the end of it, what happened was my last time in jail, you know, my mom came to see me uh, the very first visit she could see me and First, she didn't even give me a chance to talk. She just picked up the phone, you know, and across the glass there, she just looked me in the eye and said, you know, I love you, son, but you're no longer welcome in my home. And if you come near my home, I'm going to call the cops. And if my neighbors see you while I'm not at home, they've been instructed to call the police, too. So what are you going to do? And it was at that moment I had a moment of clarity where it just snapped. And it was like the best answer I could give her was, I don't know. And we both started crying because, you know, I've given her all those empty promises before. And I think her and I knew at that moment when I told her, I don't know, something was going to change. We just didn't know how. Yeah. And uh, after you got out of jail, you didn't have a place to go home to because your family had moved away and your mother didn't let you come home. What did you do? Actually, when, uh, when I was in jail, we're going through the court system to figure out what they wanted to do. The judge that I had been seeing all those years for different offenses was ready to throw me in prison for three years. He's like, you haven't listened to anything I said, you know, so I'm just going to let you sit for a while. So, you know, that was a six-month process because <laughs> I'd either tell him, oh, I don't want to go there or I don't want to go there. And he would just shake his head. And he goes, and at one point, one time when I was there, he just said, you know what? Um, I'm not going to let you go because every time I let you on the streets, you never do what I ask. So if it comes down to it, I will send you uh, to prison for three years. So what happened was the last month, you know, I was talking to a fellow inmate and he says, hey, there's this sober living treatment place in Tustin. You know, all you have to do is make sure you pay your rent, go to meetings, and you'll be cool. And I'd never done that. This would have been, you know, I've never been introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous, anything. So I said, sure, why not? And uh, so I told my, my, my lawyer, my public defender, I said, hey, look, there's this place that'll take me. You think I can get there? So she says, okay, I'll talk to the judge. She goes up there to the judge and, and he you know, tells me to stand up. He says, okay, Ms. Nace, I'm gonna send you to this place, but I'm gonna send you there for a year. And if you slip up, one millimeter you're going to prison for three years mm. and that was the beginning of my journey uh i think the next night or the next morning they picked me up and brought me to sober living wow so i, I know people who have gone through that experience what what is it like uh going through through sober living because basically that's a way for you to detox and get out to get out of the hurtful environment that you put yourself in. So what kind of a, a safe recovery environment does a place like that offer? Oh, well, you know, I mean, the place I went to, which is no longer there anymore, um, was very structured. Um, you were mandated, it was mandatory to go to a six o'clock or 6 a.m. meeting in the morning and an evening meeting. No, you had to, and you had to get a sponsor and you had to follow rules 
So, you know, fortunately for me, or unfortunately, my detox happened while I was in jail. So when I got there, I was, I was ready to go, like, you know, to have a little bit of freedom. You know, like I said, they provide structure. They, you know, you have groups you have to do, the meetings, which allows you to build a support system outside of the sober living, you know, and the people inside the meetings. And, um, yeah, it was a... It, for me, it was just a breath of fresh air, you know, a new start. Like, I was reborn again. I get to do this all over. I get mm-hmm. to try again. That's great. So you definitely had a second chance, and, and, you know, I'm thankful that you had that chance. And, of course, you are, too, as well. Oh, yeah, I'm very thankful. Yeah. So you got sober, and then what was it that made you decide to become a counselor? Well, for me, after, I didn't stay sober the first go around. I mean, I, I stayed sober for my first nine months when I was there, you know, and then I got a little cocky and went back to the old neighborhood. But what happened for me is after my last relapse, you know, I decided, you know, this is going to kill me or I am really going to go to prison for a long time. So when I came back, you know, I told, I sat with my sponsor and I said, you know, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So he said, I just want you to work the program and, and do what I you know, not what I tell you, but what I suggest. And so with about 30 days sober, I said, you know what, I'm going to become a counselor. And he laughed at me with this giggle. And he said, no, you're not. (laughs) He said, you're just going to work the program. You're going to do what you can, you know, get a job. And then, you know, later on, if that works out, that's what you'll do. So I took a suggestion. I worked the program. I went to a meeting every day, seven days a week for the first three years of my sobriety. Mm-hmm. So year two came around and I said, you know what, it still resonated with me that I want to do this. So I went back to him and I said, hey, I'm going to go back to school and do this. What do you think? He goes, perfect. I think you should do it. And, uh, you know, just I think the experience of watching people come to sober living and treatment, some making it because I can tell you, Brian, right now, there's six guys that I know that went when I went back in 2002 mm-hmm. and there's only six of us left. The rest are either dead or in prison. Wow. And how many were there when you started? Uh, we had full houses. So I think the facility held 40 people, 50 people, if that, you know, at different, and it varied at different times, give or take a few people. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, it, I mean, obviously, your, your place as a counselor now really does help people. We've got less than a minute left to our next break. Um, so this is something that, that you went to school for, and obviously... This is something that you really enjoy doing, right? I love it. It's my passion. I love it. I'll tell you what. Finding your passion is so important. I've dealt with that on several shows previously. And finding that which you are passionate about is so, so important. Because I think passion trumps talent uh, in many, many cases. Uh, If you are passionate and you work hard at something, you can do really just about anything you want. And it's especially sweet if you are able to do something that someone else says you can't do. I love that part of your story. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Max Naist. We talked about his uh, story of addiction and recovery, and now he's a counselor helping other people get out of the same situation he was in. We will be right back after this break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Don't go away. The mission 
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Get ready for Smart Health with your host, Dr. Glenn Mia. Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Smart Health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions, interviews, and news in the ever-changing world of medicine. Information leads to smart choices, and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle. That's the quote of host and broadcast journalist, Dr. Glenn Mia, M.D. This magazine-style radio show is a fast-paced program bringing together medical experts, authors, and patients to examine what works and what doesn't in staying healthy. Dr. Glenn Mia is a board-certified physician in pediatrics and internal medicine. His philosophy to wellness starts with an investment. He says proper nutrition, rest, and exercise are the best personal investments to maintaining good health. So join us for Smart Health with Dr. Glenn Mia. Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Max Naist. We talked about his uh, drug and alcohol addiction, subsequent recovery to become a counselor. And it's been a fascinating story. I love talking to people who go through the struggle and then uh, completely come out of it and achieve what they want to do with their life. And and you've said, Max, that becoming a counselor is your passion and your dream job. Yes. Absolutely. Great. Well, let's talk about something else that's also very important to you. You have learned jujitsu, and you are currently helping to teach classes. Tell us a bit about what that's like for you. Oh, I love it. I'm learning um, and studying Gracie jujitsu, and uh, now that I'm advancing in my belts, I'm helping my instructor by teaching classes. I'm on what he called his instructor track track. Which is, um, and for me, you know, exercise, whatever it may be, is so important, I think, to anybody, whether you're recovering or, or not, you know, it's good for your body, of course, and your mind. And, and jiu-jitsu has been that outlet for me. Okay. 
Okay. Well, what are some of the benefits to to doing something like this? I think people look at martial mixed martial arts and they see what on TV and and a lot of people love watching that and, and many of them probably think I can't do that but uh, is it hard to do is it hard to learn what are some of the benefits for doing this uh, definitely you know it, it's hard to learn and, and you said it earlier and my instructor says this also he says hard work will beat out talent every time you know if you're passionate about what you do, really like what you do you can learn anything and you know, I kind of started late in life. You know, I'll be 45 in March and been doing jujitsu now for just almost three years, and I love it. I mean, the things I learn, a lot of it parallels life. You know, like when I'm competing or I'm going against somebody, it's always about okay, if he does this, what am I going to do next? Or if he does this and this, what do I do next? What do I do to counter? And you know, how do I keep myself safe? You know, it's just, it's just a great lesson on self-discipline, you know, because it's not about, like, how bad I'm going to beat somebody up. It's basically just how am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to, you know, use this self-defense in order to see the next day or the next moment, you know, and, and helping others, too, to learn has been so rewarding. You know, you get kids in there, and when you can sit there and, and you know, teach them, you just get, it's just so rewarding to see the light come on in their eyes. Like, wow, I can do this. Wow, that's great. So in terms of physical, I mean, we could talk about the physical and mental benefits of doing this. Talk about, you know, physically, what do you get out of this? Well, first and foremost, physically, I, you know, I get a stronger body, you know, physically fit. Uh, I've managed to keep my weight. You know, I'm 45 years old. I'm probably the same weight I was when I got out of high school or close to it. Hmm. And um, just feeling healthy, you know what I mean? Not just physically, but both mentally and physically. And, and knowing that I'm doing something positive because the whole, you know, it's not like I said about, you know, how bad can I hurt someone? It's, you know, what can I teach someone? How can right. I teach them to protect themselves? How can I teach them to be confident and have self-esteem and, and in turn help others? Yeah. And, and one thing we've talked about privately is you had mentioned that jiu-jitsu is not necessarily about striking. It's about using uh, your opponent's leverage and momentum. Does that sound right? That's exactly what it is. Um, Grandmaster Helio Gracie, who, you know, came up with this style and, has proven itself over and over him being a very, he wasn't a very big man at all proved that you could use an, a bigger opponent's size and strength against him and beat him. And, and you know, I, mm -hmm. I proven it on the mat. People have proven it. Younger kids have proven it with me on the mat. You know, it, it's just, it's the ability to take somebody's size and strength and use it to your advantage through leverage mm -hmm you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if we were to expand the circle out uh, to what have you learned, what, what can jujitsu offer you in terms of life lessons or even business lessons, what would you say? Um, again, I, I would have to go back to what you had said that, you know, if you work hard at anything, hard work will beat out talent any day. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You might have, say, a businessman who's been 
very smart doing, you know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. thinks because he's the smartest guy, he's going to make it big. And then you come along and you work hard and you dedicate yourself and you, you do the things that you need to do. I guarantee you that person is going to do better than the, the, the other guy. I love that. Uh, what about the idea of thinking on your feet? Because it seems to me like you really, is it, I guess, let me ask you this. Is it reactionary or do you, or, or do you have to be proactive? It's a combination of both. It is definitely a combination of both. And, and what I have learned is there's times I have to be proactive. And then there's times I can be reactive where, okay, this guy might've done this over here and expose, say his arm, and then I can take it and go into an arm lock, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's a combination of both and being able to think on your feet in split seconds. Okay, so I, do I need to react or do I need to be proactive? You know, and, and just being in the moment and knowing exactly what you need to do, and that's where the practice comes in, you know, the muscle memory that happens. Sometimes it's just, you do it sometimes, and after you're done, you go, why wow, you didn't think about it, it just happened. Wow, that's great. Uh, also, I, I do want to ask because I mean, physical activity also does uh, have the ability to reduce stress and basically clear your senses uh, mentally. What would you say about that? That's right on. That's why I do it. When I started this, I had no outlet really. You know, I mean, I did work out, but I, I wanted something more. And you know, after a tough day, um, doing what I do. Because sometimes you can't help but get emotionally attached. It just happens, you know, because of. So I would just go to the gym, work out really hard, you know, learn my techniques, just really give it my all. And then by the end of the day, you know, you're you're just like, oh, okay. You just feel like a load has been lifted off because you just get out. You know what I mean? You just, you're done. You can leave it on the mat and you go home and you start a new day the next day. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any future goals regarding jiu-jitsu, or is this more of a recreational thing for you? Well, my current, my, my, my what do you call that, my close goal is to obtain my purple belt, which I'm working towards at the moment. Mm-hmm. But my long-term goal in jiu-jitsu is to open my own dojo and open my own school and start my own. That's fantastic. Uh, what do you think it would take for you to get to that? To that, you know, I, I just keep. I got to keep uh, practicing. I got to keep studying the art because there's. It, it's like life. There's always something to learn. I mean, you don't get to a black belt and then okay, I know everything. It just begins at black belt. You know, there's so much to learn. Uh, you know, not only the jujitsu side, but I'm sure the business side. You know, how am I going to keep my school open? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What am I going to offer at my school and and stuff like that? So for me, it's just keeping an open mind, keep uh, keep practicing, keep studying it, and uh, do it. Okay. Uh, I know it can depend on someone's efforts, but how long have you been doing this, and how many belts have you earned to get to purple? Because I have no idea how many belts are involved in this. Okay, and and Grace in the Gracie Jiu Jitsu system, there's white, blue, purple, brown, and black. And then after black, there's red, black, and then the ultimate, which is your red belt, which like I think only a handful of people in the world hold that belt. Mm. 
So I'm I'm close. I'm a, I'm nearing my third stripe as a bluebill, which one more um, I would say another few months or so I'll be testing for my purple belt, and then you earn stripes for every so many hours that you put in, you know, and then of course you have to test when it's time to test for that next level. Okay. That sounds great. So do you have any fun jujitsu stories that you want to share? <laughs> I think the first, you know, the first, my first experience, my very first competition, I went up, you know, I, I, as a white belt and I, competed in a weight class that was probably a weight class or two above me. I didn't win the I didn't win the competition. I and I got choked out a couple times. But the thing is that I didn't give up. And that's what I've learned not only in my recovery and in life, but in jujitsu is don't ever give up. You know, and, and it was a great experience for me to learn that um I'm on the right path, you know what I mean, in a different form. It kind of paralleled my recovery. So when I'm feeling down, you know, I don't give up. I go to a meeting. So when I feel like I'm being beat, because it can turn on a dime in jiu-jitsu, you know, there might be that move where the guy exposes something and then, bam, I can win. Yeah. Basically, you really need to pay attention to what's going on all around you, and, and that mirrors life in a way. Exactly. It totally does. And, you know, there's this kid in the class – you know, he doesn't have the greatest balance, the greatest talent, but mm-hmm. he's always trying, you know what I mean? And I learned so much from this kid. He does not give up, you know, and, and there's times I, you know, and the kids even around him, and it's been the greatest lesson to see these kids just cheer this kid on knowing he's not the most talented kid, but the fact that he shows up every day and he gives it a hundred percent effort is just amazing. That's great. We've got less than a minute to our final break. I can't believe how quickly this show is going. And uh, we're talking with Max Naist. He is a recovering drug and alcohol uh, abuser, and he is now a counselor and helping people. And we've spent the last segment talking about his passion for jujitsu, and he's helping to teach classes. He wants to open up his own school sometime, and uh, the benefits of of learning mixed martial arts, especially jujitsu, and and Max, you've got such a passion for this, I can just totally hear it. So we will be right back after this break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. We've got one more fantastic section left to go in the show. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. 
What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. What's ideal for you? With your host, Janice Christopher. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And once again, we are back. This is our final segment of Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Max Nast, and we will talk next about uh, how Max has put all of his past history behind him and how he's exploding on the right path. And while I'm thinking about it real quick, uh, if you ever do want to connect with me, you can do so by uh, listening to the podcast of this show or any show that I've done at www.success profilesradio.com. You connect with me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and my handle is Ms. at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can also connect with me on Facebook as well. Uh, and the show will also be available for download approximately an hour after the show. You can download and listen to the podcast on the show site, successprofilesradio.com. And within, oh, probably a couple of hours after the show, you can also download it for free on iTunes. You can subscribe to my show on iTunes for free. And, and get every show that I've done, if you'd like. So, Max, let's talk about uh, what you're currently doing. Goal, goal setting and personal development has been a huge part of your turnaround. Talk about that for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I recently, I would say about four or five months now, been into the personal development and and just trying to expand on my recovery, you know, by growing and learning new things and you know, I recently did a goal setting with uh, Derek Reed, who was on your past show, who just, it just blew my mind how it changed my mindset, you know, from being I can't to now I can, and I, it's not if, it's now when it's going to mm. happen. You know, he laid out a strategy that just blew my mind, and he, when he took me through it, you know, after two hours, it, it, my definiteness of purpose is in place and ready to go. It's just been mind-blowing. That's great. So would you like to talk about maybe a goal or two that you've got in place that you'd like to accomplish? Well, you just one of my goals, but my, my, my main goal is to be a coach, a life coach, and help those with addiction or any life, you know, and help them realize their potential and that they can make it through anything. You know, there's people out there like myself that have proven it. If you just change the way you think and the way your mindset is that you can overcome anything despite mm-hmm. the despite the obstacles that happen in, in life. You know, and we all go through it. 
So that's my goal is to open, you know, and, and begin my own coaching business and uh, help as many people as I can. You know, I'd like to become a speaker. Okay, great. You know. Yes, absolutely. I think you definitely have a story to tell for sure. Uh, one thing I talk about on the show uh, fairly frequently, and I've had guests tell me uh, as well, is it's very important to put positive input into your mind every single day. What would you, what would you say about that? I 100% agree because for years and years it was nothing but negative. And I think that was a big part of what kept me down for nine years in my addiction. Because I would wake up in the morning telling myself I was no good, I couldn't do it, that, you know, I wasn't worthy. Mm -hmm. But until like going through my recovery, you know, working the steps with my sponsor and then now finding personal development, you know, I've changed my mindset. Now I truly believe that there's nothing that I can't do. And I believe that there's nothing that anybody can't do. You know, right. if you just change the way you think, anything is possible. It's been proven yeah. through the years that anything is possible. Great. Uh, do you have any favorite books that you have, have read on this road to personal development exploration? Yes. One of my favorites is Think and Grow Rich. And mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to read your book, which have been just – those are the two that I've written are written. I have read lately, which have just keep me going on the path that I'm I'm on. It's just they're they're amazing books. That's fantastic. Uh, I, and I've referenced Think and Grow Rich on the show a couple of times. What do you think stands out to you the most about the book Think and Grow Rich? For those of you that have not read this book, by the way, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is probably the first or at least one of the early books on personal development that has ever been written and everything that is in the personal development genre flows from Think and Grow Rich. So if you've not read it, get it today. Get yeah, for it, me, what, it, internalize it, do it. <laughs> exactly. You know, for me, it, 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 it clicked in the very, I think, second or first chapter when Edwin, you know, Edwin C. Barnes talks about how he just jumped off the freight train with the nothing but the clothes on his back. Mm -hmm. and he didn't ask Thomas Edison that he was going to be his partner. He basically told him, mm -hmm. I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your partner. And, and he did it and he didn't let anything stop him. And it wasn't, it was just his desire was greater than his, than anything, you know, failure was not an option. And it's kind of like how I went through sobriety. When I got to the sober living, I had a tank top, shorts and flip-flops that's all i had left wow you know and now today i have i live a life beyond my wildest dreams it's just it's just been amazing journey with all its ups and downs yeah 10 years ago you probably would not 10 years ago you probably would not have pictured being anywhere near where you are now not at all if you would have told me i'm going to be on a radio show with brian k wright i would have told you i think i need to have you committed to the hospital Huh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so we've talked about how important goal setting is. We've talked about how important having a, a strong, strong, impenetrable desire is so crucial to achieving anything that you want. What specifically are you doing to put some of this into motion? Well, every morning when I wake up, of course, I get up and I say my prayer. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I talk to God in the morning and I, I read my definiteness of purpose every day mm -hmm. as many times as possible. So I set that 
intention in my mind. So it's, it's not only in, you know, what I'm thinking, but it's in my subconscious now, you know, I watch, I watch, um, my movies, you know, uh-huh. how do you, how you, you know, and, and then I just, I'm surrounded by people who are positive, you know, I just found myself with people that are positive, that are going places and doing things, you know, they might not be the richest, but they, they just have this, this aura around them where, you know, yeah. life is good. Yeah. You mentioned mind movies. Is there a website for that? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I, 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 there's one, it's mindmovies.com, which I subscribe to. And, and then there's just ones on YouTube that you can look up, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Well, you know, success. And I'll just sit down and I'll watch one. I'll put mm-hmm. it on full screen and I'll watch it all the way through. And I just try to put in my mind, you know, whether it's a jujitsu one, like I'll watch jujitsu stuff and I'll picture that that's me winning. Mm. You know what I mean? Or I'll picture, you know, like when Steve Jobs is up there talking, you know, that's me up there talking, you know, or an Anthony Robbins. And I just replace him with me. Yes. That's you know? great. Yeah. Yeah. Visualization is, is so important. You have to be able to see yourself in a position of greatness before it will actually happen. Because if you can't picture it happen, then your mind will do everything it can to block that from happening, right? I believe so. And I've been, you know, it's happened to me and I've proven it to myself. You know, I believe if you tell yourself you can do it, you can do it. Absolutely. There is a book that I would like to recommend if you haven't seen this book yet. It is, you know who Jack Canfield is, correct? Yes. Yes. He and Mark Victor Hansen co-created the series Chicken Soup for the Soul. Jack Canfield wrote a book, and it came out in 2005. It's called The Success Principles, uh, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And that is an amazing book. I would really wholeheartedly recommend that to anyone listening who has not read that book. It's called The Success Principles. Just look up Jack Canfield, The Success Principles, and it'll come up. It's, it's a big book, but I'll tell you what. It takes you through 64 principles of success and he's also got audios that go with it and trainings and the whole nine yards but it's just fantastic i would start with the book if you haven't read that yet i would go there i would go there next oh yeah i got it written down thank you you're very welcome so let's talk about mindset and how important that is and how that has helped you change uh your situation well you know this is the 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 best example i can give you with me is my mindset with my children and telling myself that no longer that I'm a bad dad, that I'm the best dad that I can be. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, now that I've been in my children's lives for nine years and being able not to just be a part, but participate in their lives has been the biggest goal for me, which I've accomplished tenfold. And, you know, I, all I can say is when I change to, the thought to I can't to I can, mm-hmm. I, I began to build great relationships with all my children. I mean, they feel, I mean, they come to me, they're not afraid to tell me what's on their mind because they know I'm not going to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they feel free to tell me what they're going through. You know, and for me, besides my sobriety, my greatest mm-hmm. gift has been to be a dad. Yes. You know, okay. and I was just going to say, and it's just been, a wonderful, wonderful ride, and you mm-hmm. know, I, I can't even 
begin to describe it in words. It's just something you can't describe sometimes. Okay, great. We've got less than two minutes left in the show. Let me just, before I forget, give you an opportunity to tell us how we can get a hold of you and connect with you after the show. Yeah, you can either, you can get a hold of me through Facebook at Max Naist or through my email, which is maxnaist at yahoo.com. And I'll spell that real quick. It's M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T at yahoo.com. And, uh, through LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm not sure because it's been a while since I've been on LinkedIn. But um, yeah, through Facebook, you know, I have a fan page. I have my personal profile. So, yes. you know, I have a number. My number is 714-244-7723. If anybody wants to contact me with any questions, feel free. Okay, great. And my very last question, we've got less than a minute. Who inspires and motivates you? First and foremost, I would have to say my mother for raising seven children and for never giving up on any one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, then there's a list of people, Derek Reed, I mean yourself. I've been watching you for a little while to see what you're, the work you're doing is just amazing. Mm. And I got to say now, you know, my son, I give him, I mean, he inspired, he went, he's been in the boot camp for a week now and I just, I'm so proud of them for for having the courage to do something different and change his life. That's great. And we are at the end of the show. This has been Success Profiles Radio. We are on every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. My guest this week was Max Nace. Thank you so much for being with us, Max. Uh, Max. And uh, you can, again, connect with me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. We will see you next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. In the meantime, have yourself a fantastic week. Uh, Don't forget to pursue your dreams and believe in yourself because you are definitely worth the ride. Take care, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week, we'll 